I think you're right, though. I, you know, I had two or three people tell me what a good episode, episode 44, was. I did, too. Just yesterday, I was telling someone was telling me about listening to this at their work and having it being inappropriate because they were laughing. Man, please, you, you there, okay. call. You could be part of this. Yeah. It's literally for and by you. For and by and for. For and by you is the name of. Was <laughs> <laughs> so this going to be filthy? <laughs> no, it was going to be. <laughs> It was going to be the tale of a Cajun man who goes to a bayou in another country and then, like, learns the real definition of a There's bayou. no familiar right here. <laughs> <laughs> what I so different you and I? <laughs> I know which character I'm playing. <laughs> For sure. What's that character's name? <laughs> I don't do the... I just do the voice. <laughs> I just couldn't think of a Cajun ass name. There's no gator in that gumbo. supposed to do we shut it down <laughs> remy yeah what are we doing here Bo? yeah welcome to tell a friend since episode 40 fucking five four five we're listening to the messages you leave at 304518 jams jams we're playing them back we're talking about them um i haven't heard any of them my name's Bo. this is my co-host casey hello he's heard them all i have and i especially heard call number three hey guys it's molly hey um so I received a, um, a text message, and I wanted to ask you guys about it. Whether you think I should respond, and if so, how? Hmm. Um, I feel like in the days of the rotary telephone, getting wrong calls uh, was a lot more common. But now that we can see where people are dialing from, and we don't usually even try to memorize phone numbers, we just kind of have them stored up in our phone. It doesn't happen as much. But it really doesn't seem to happen with text messaging. But I got a text message from someone. I have no idea who it is. Um, I think it's not someone. I'm like 99.9% sure it's not someone associated with my life, unless I just have a big hole in my memory. Um, but I, so I want to tell you about it. So it says, um, it has an image, and I'll describe that in a second. But it says, this is my birthday card from Louise. Forgot to show it to you. Also forgot the author you mentioned when I asked for recommendations from your period. So great to get to see your sweetie yesterday. Take care, Alice. And then the card is two snow people. Is that the politically correct way to say snowmen? Uh, and <laughs> one of them is missing its carrot nose. Aww. And there's a birthday cake, and it says, well, oh, well, excuse me, the one that's not missing the nose says, this birthday cake tastes like boogers, and the one missing the carrot nose says, well, it is carrot cake. Whoa. What would you guys do with this, if you got this on your phone? I think that's, I think that's all I got. Yo. Bye. Bye. Can I just say, first of all, <laughs> it's your honor bound duty and obligation to respond to that text message yes you have to you have to respond to that text message 
you have to give them some recommendations in terms of authors. Yes. I think you, what you say is, I don't know who this is. Right. But if you're looking for something good to read, yeah. here's some things. Also, that card is not funny. <laughs> what? Did you have to hit me again? Did you have to tag it with the carrot cake? Like, I don't get that it's carrot cake. If it hadn't said that, yeah, it would have been too many steps, I think. for, for the, Really? Yeah. We all grew up in the era of the far side. Hey, I love an A to C joke like anybody else. But but on your average... I think if you had changed boogers to snot. I, I, boogers I isn't think funny to me. I don't to, think boogers I, is funny. I feel like a cannibal. Says you yeah, should. There you go. That's made for my flesh. <laughs> I've just fed you my flesh. <laughs> what greater love is there to feed, than to feed you my own, mine own flesh? Two, two have become one. We are joined. You are forever bound to me. Happy birthday. You're for, I'm inside you forever. Two have truly become one. <laughs> See you in the toilet. <laughs> Yo, why do we fucking have to have phone numbers anymore? What do you mean? There's, it's the same reason you have to give your last initial when you go to a place and they ask <laughs> your name for an order. I'm there's, saying there's like, a lot of dudes. It's not in the world. You don't really need a phone number though. You, you can just have your unique contact well. information, right? Like yeah, but you don't want everybody to know all, all your information. That's true. You want you want to be, be able to share a thing, a number that's not yeah. your like important number. That makes sense. You're right. I know. Yeah, I took notes on that call. I was like, <laughs> there's some things I want to. <laughs> things you want to hit in there yeah also my other question is do you um does any of that because you are molly's sweetie i am i am this this i suppose the sweetie referred to there but so, no do you, we just had a baby so i think the sweetie's could be moved yeah, yeah could be but where did she tech but i'm just saying do you recognize an alice no we we have received a couple text messages at the telephone's number mm-hmm. from people who or thinking it's someone else. And every time I try to get them to engage. And every time they run away. Bummer. Yeah. It feels like every second or third call I get is spam now. Yeah. It's scary. It seems like it's really ramped up. Yeah. And like I'm on the fucking list. You know what I mean? Has a regulation changed and no one's told us? I don't know. But it's scary. I'm the same way. I get a, I get a lot more. I've heard, yeah. You're not the only person I've heard this from. It's It's weird. I don't like it. As a yeah, as a guy who we're about the telephone here on this show, <laughs> like it feels weirdly inv- it feels invasive as shit, right? Yeah, it's it's a bummer. But because they're always asking about stuff that like does not apply to my life, like do you need insurance for your life insurance? And I'm like, this doesn't. I don't what. <laughs> I don't do any of this. Like, get out of here. Leave me alone. Are you satisfied with your phone plan? Right. Like fuck yeah. Yeah. Bye. But later, dude. <sighs> well, we have no such rule here at Telefriends. Solicit all you Sol- please. Solicitors welcome. Please. Call number one. Hey, Telefam. It's Rachel. Hey. Um, I just wanted to call with a follow-up from uh, when I was hosting while Casey was out on paternity leave. Uh, so I mentioned that I'm like a hot commodity in the podcast game, apparently, <laughs> because I'm in an audio drama called a Splintered Caravan. And we actually had an internal listening party last night oh, to shit. listen to our pilot episode, which was like kind of crazy i mean crazy is not the right word but it was really exciting um because you know you've been working on the thing for so long and then you hear it with all the sound effects and the music and like everybody's there and is so excited but i think the coolest thing that happened last night um 
is that our director had one of his comic book artist friends uh, create comic book characters out of our characters. Wow. And um, Belva looks like a fucking stone-cold bitch um, who gets shit done. Uh, I'm going to see that It's like the whole side of her head. So um, I want to know, like, what would the comic book version of y'all look like? Oh, man. Bye. Yeah, so <laughs> that's fucking rad, right? What what a what an unflattering thought experiment we're about to have here. <laughs> uh, but but first things first, right? Like Splintered Caravan. That's exciting. Yeah, that sounds fun. So fucking. If only we knew where to get it and yeah. wherever podcasts are sold. From which? From where to? From whence? From what? From where to uh, interact here to, with? Said, here to four. <laughs> here to four said. <laughs> drama yeah i would like to engage with this radio drama i imagine it could be found on itunes that's what i would guess that would be my first thing but it's not out yet it's i think right yeah it's coming Uh, out on the 27th of august i think Ooh, exciting yeah what would your comic book character look like super tall very tall sweet ride super sweet ride i'm probably like a centaur but the lower half of me is an (laughs) irock an irock z (laughs) chevy camaro irock z yeah (laughs) That's probably what I would look like. You know, that's like one of my all-time fantasy cars. I know. That's why. I'm, that's the why. That's the one I'm wrong. Because you're like, climb yeah. on in here. Yeah. Get get on inside me. I'll say. <laughs> Two have become one. <laughs> see you on the toilet. <laughs> you know our our classic catchphrase for every situation. <laughs> see you in the toilet. So that answers that, I think. That was a team costume. <laughs> you just squeak <laughs> you. I want to have, like, I think feel like I would have, a like, one of those, like, NASCAR jumpsuits. Oh, well, yeah. I want, like, a, a, a helmet with a mirrored visor. Mm-hmm, looking mm-hmm, tough. Mm-hmm. Or you could pop it up and yeah. still have sunglasses on. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have mirror shades on when I pop them up. <laughs> Congratulations. That's fucking awesome. I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah, I always love hearing about a fun new thing to check out. Word. And I've got a... This is a segue. (laughs) This segues into a call seven. Hey, dudes. This is Brendan. Um, A while back, um, we were discussing On the Potter more, or On the Potter, whatever it's called, and then talking Tolkien trash, um, there was mention of possibly doing a Dune-themed podcast. I needed a name, and I have a name. Sweet. Uh, it should be called Telefremens. There you go. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, he's just saying we should talk more about Dune? No, we mentioned when the Dune movie comes out, we're going to have a, a spinoff episode where we're just talking Dune. Okay. But we needed a name for our Talking Dune podcast, and mm. his suggestion is Telefremens. Oh, he's saying telefremens. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Fuck. I thought he was just saying it should be telefriends. Like, yeah. you should just do your show and no. then have it be better. He's oh. saying telefremens. Well, I didn't fucking get it at first. <laughs> it's too smart for the room. Brendo, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> we were limited by the technology we use. <laughs> the one more? Yeah. Hey, dude. It's me again. Hey. Um, I have thoughts on Harry Potter that I should have left in my previous message, but I didn't. Um... <laughs> Basically, uh, I'm totally cool with uh, J.K. Rowling adding stuff to her own universe that she's created. I mean, sure. she made it. She can do whatever she wants with it. True. However, <gasps> I think it it's would be more twist. meaningful 
if these facts were earned like on the page in a novel like yeah. making Dumbledore a gay character after the fact doesn't really it doesn't feel like it was earned she just throws that out there although I do think that there is if you read into his relationship with uh, Grindelwald I mean I think you can read that into it pretty easily um, but my two cents is that it should be on the page rather than just thrown out after the fact alright I, I'm inclined to agree. I think explicit representation is super valuable. Yeah, I think it is too. But I, but I mean, whatever. Like, yeah, maybe not whatever. We're... Not to be dismissive, <laughs> but I'm saying like, uh, fucking, that didn't happen in the Harry Potter books. No, it didn't. But it also wasn't the love life of right, 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 right. Albus Dumbledore. No, I guess it wasn't. I'm trying not to fart right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> So far, that's like three nosedives you've saved with like the butt stuff. <laughs> that's all I got, man. It's throat and butt for me. I got a wet butthole and a scratchy throat. You need to go to the ear, nose, and butt. Did you say I need to see a doctor? Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one who saw a doctor recently. Call number two. Man, kill Hey, Jammers. Hey, it's Lydia. Hi. I have a couple of things. First thing is I want to apologize to Rachel for my hard line stance against on the potter man you know you like what you like and you love what you love and i love a bunch of annoying things that are annoying to other people so this it's a-okay just keep pausing rachel in i love you um okay second thing is i just had an operation for cancer Whoa. i had a basal cell carcinoma removed from my face of all places and I thought that I was going to come out of the thing looking like Frankenstein and clutching my face for like days and days and days. But I got to tell you, this happened yesterday and I'm feeling fine. And I had Mohs surgery, M-O-H-S. Whoa. And I was just like so stressed about it and so scared because it's my first surgery ever. And I was like, oh my God, not I was going to die, but just that like, I'm, this is going to hurt so bad. Afterwards, beforehand, like during, it's going to hurt so bad. And I really didn't want that hurt. But it turns out they just used like a bunch of lidocaine. I was awake. It was really cool. I got to hear the sound of cutting into my flesh. And, uh, you know, that was kind of weird. But it didn't hurt. And then they stitched me up really good. And uh, now I don't hurt at all. They gave me a bunch of Vicodin. I haven't taken one of them. Whoa, nice. It's great. So I just wanted to say, if anybody else is facing this kind of surgery, facing. no pun intended, um, just don't worry. They'll take good care of you. They've done it a million times, and it's not going to be as bad as you may think. I hope no, none of you are stricken with any sort of cancer. But if you are, best of luck. And stay positive, and everything's going to be all right. And even if it's not, it's still going to be. You can do it. I believe in you. And, uh, yeah. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> have a good day, y'all. Talk to you soon. Bye. When you don't know how to end a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really awesome to hear that, uh, that Lydia's coming through f- face cancer surgery. Yeah, man. So, like, like, like a hot knife through butter. That's awesome. Like a hot in your face is the butter. 
Yeah. Like a hot knife. What do you think the sound of your... Dude. Oh, man. That was really good. Disturbing Foley. Dude. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I bet... I bet it sounds awful. I bet it smells awful. Have you ever had any kind of waking surgery kind of thing done to you? Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. Like probably tooth stuff? Tooth stuff. Tooth stuff's the most common one. I had surgery on my wiener one time. Were you staring at it? No, I was decidedly looking did you ask away. Did you ask for a mirror? <laughs> no, it, it was awful. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, I'm glad I led you down such a fun path. <laughs> fuck what are you gonna do shit yeah i I had staples on my forehead once really yeah why because i split my head open on a door frame oh bummer towel i I got dizzy (laughs) drugs oh right on but i i went to the emergency room and they had to put staples to put my head back together and seeing him come in with the staple (laughs) gun like they numbed it Right. But I could still feel my skin tightening from where it was pulling together. At that point, man, that was weird. <laughs> you must have really fucked yourself up. Yeah, I had like four staples and like seven stitches. Dude. I was covered in blood. <sighs> like uh, when it happened, I put my hand up to my head and I, I was like, I was like, oh, that's wet. I'm ble- bleeding. That's not good. And I put my hand up again. I was like, that's what my skull feels like. Oh, I dude. can feel the ridge of skin. Gross! Yeah, it's still like ah, still a scar there. I think I'm in there somewhere. I'd be like, well, that settles that. I'm just going to stand here till I die. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what a whole lot of standing. Ah. I like, just want to lay here and bleed all over the place. <laughs> Did you drive yourself? No, a uh, friend drove me. Nice. Nice work, friend. We were at a party. Sounds like a very fun party. Mm-hmm. We had a real good time. <laughs> it was funny. It was one of those things where we were like, at the party. Like It was right at like the peak of the party, so everybody's kind of going crazy. Yeah. And everybody's like, let's go to the hospital. Like, <laughs> like, let's bring it down, guys. We don't need to take a <laughs> caravan to the hospital. And we get to the hospital, and like, six people are like, we need to leave. <laughs> we need to leave right now. The emergency room is a bomber. <laughs> no, no shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> who's having the worst time? This is what happens when you party wrong, dogs. <laughs> I can't think of a good segue for this one. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's been a long couple of days. I've had a horrible headache for the last like 12 hours. You and I were in a limousine yesterday. Yeah. I rode up front with a lady. You know what the upfront of a limousine is like? <laughs> Being in a shitty car. Like, yep, sure, I'm in the front of this slow moving <laughs> shitty car. Look at all these extra buttons. Well, I've looked at the buttons. Now, what am I going to do? <laughs> Talk to the stranger about. I don't know if you've heard, but Austin's changed over the years. Oh? <laughs> Pretty fast. And sometimes you can be amazed by how much it's changed. <laughs> and you may think, like, Oh, a person who's amazed to change probably has some very concrete details. Sure. They do not. <laughs> In the back of a limousine is a GD party that just won't stop. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. When you get <laughs> when when you're allowed to hear it. Like when we stop <laughs> at a light and you can hear laughing coming from behind you. No, I I exaggerate. The lady was the lady who ran the limo was lovely. And she's very nice. And she laughed at my dumb jokes wholeheartedly. That's really good. So she's my best friend now. We're hanging out later. <laughs> I'm starting a podcast with her. We're going to record it in her limousine as we drive around. Yeah, Talk man. about change, the changing times of Austin. <laughs> I pointed out that you could tell that 
new houses from the old houses, new buildings from the old buildings, because <laughs> the old buildings were the ones with bars on the windows. And she thought that was very funny. Is that funny? No, not particularly. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought it was kind of sad and weird. It is. It's sad and weird. And she thought that was hilarious and said that was very true. And she she had never noticed that. Well. And then we exchanged phone numbers. Right. Now you're starting a podcast called Limousine Dreams? Yeah. Cool. Princes of Austin. <laughs> of an Austin of past. Austin past. Yeah. Limousine, Limousine Dreams. Dreams. In parentheses, of an of Austin, Austin gone past. by. Close parentheses. Because gone by is like, you're in a limousine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Party in the back. Serious examination of Austin <laughs> gone by in the front. That would be kind of rad. Like, okay, if this was, if we were going to make a limousine podcast called Limousine Dreams, in parentheses of Austin gone by, if we were both up front and then we just had like illustrious guests in the back that would occasionally like drop the partition and answer a question, that yeah. would be a dope podcast. Yeah. They could just like pop their head in and be like, what I'm are you guys Madonna. talking about? <laughs> Hello, I'm Madonna. <laughs> I've never ridden in the back of a limousine. <laughs> this, was my one, this was my one chance, and it's never going to happen. <laughs> but you know what? Have you ever ridden the front of a limousine? No. No, you have not. It's an experience. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of examining the past, <laughs> there's a segue for you. Thanks. Call number four. Hey guys, this is a uh, famous film actor, Jeffrey Rush. Hey. Um, I was just sitting here listening to some jams on a Saturday oh, afternoon and um, got to contemplating some things about jams. Um, so I was listening to Shuggy Otis, which led me to contemplate uh, George Clinton, Parliament, Parliament cool. Funkadelic, Funkadelic, you know, that whole fam. Um, who I first, I became familiar with or aware of because of Digital Underground when their first album came out in, I don't know, 88 or 89, in the 1900s. <laughs> anyway, um, while I may have been aware of, like, Flashlight and maybe Atomic Dog at that time when the Digital Underground album came out, right. I didn't really know anything about George Clinton or any of the groups that he'd played with. Um, and so anyway, like, uh, it, it, this is my contemplation, getting to the point. Um, from like 1971 to 1976, hmm. George Clinton like peaked with with the bands that he played with, put out his best music. Hmm. Um, that same period of time, uh, Jeffrey Rush needs to see Stevie PCU. Wonder was at his absolute ultimate peak, huh. right? Um, sort of also fitting into this this thing. 1971 is when Marvin Gaye put out the What's Going On album. Okay, and so like in those those three artists, you can feel like the reverberations of that period of time in basically any modern rap, R&B, um, dance music. Okay. And so I'm curious if Bo in particular, I mean Boris in particular, Boris. has any thoughts on um, what was in the water back then, what was going on, um, or if I'm just wrong. And, uh, I'm cool with that too. Anyway, bye. But that's a fucking good call, man. What's I happening? love PCU. PCU is is an underrated movie. Um, it's an appropriately rated movie. <laughs> it's uh, perfectly rated. It's funnier than you, you think it's you'll, be. You'll watch it the entire time and never laugh, but always have a good time. Right, yeah. yeah it's like, yeah, yeah this is this movie. No, I think, yeah. I, did I, the, blow me where the Pampers is is a funny fucking line. <laughs> <Yes>. Um. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is. I forgot about it. I'm laughing about it now. What was po- so? I have okay. So you're a guy who knows more about history than me. Oof, maybe. I think so, right? Sure. Um, we'll assume that. So what? It, like, what's what's happening in in, in America at seventy one to seventy five? Nothing. Nothing important. Nothing much. Nothing nope. worth talking about. No. Nope. When does when do we get out of Vietnam? It's or I mean, we got out then before that. Okay, we got out before seventy one. Yeah, huh. thereabouts. What's happening in the world in seventy one to seventy five? What's going on? You might say. What's going on? Because I guess what I'm getting at is I think this is a really good question, and I don't know enough about the American history and the politics of that time to. Yeah, it's it is. It's post war. It's people dissatisfied with their government in a big way that hasn't happened before in the United States since it became a country, essentially. Right. Well, I mean, that's not true. There's plenty of other people dissatisfied with the country for fucking years and years and years. There's a whole war about it. Yeah. It was yeah, a, yeah. What's the civil about war? You're going in a lot of directions. No, I'm just... Yeah, but that's what was going on, was civil unrest. Civil unrest, civil rights. Yes. And then... But also, right, like... When does, like, this is going to sound fucked up? Because you have a lot of people, like, returning from war, right? Mm-hmm. You have a lot of people with, like, a new outlook and mindset on things. Um, you have, for the first time, a very public and mainstream uh, distrust of the idea that the government has your best interests in mind or whatever. Yeah. Um, which has been, which, yeah, like you say, had been part of the, part of many communities forever, but really mainstream mm-hmm. then. It's also the era of like, you know, Shaft comes out in 71. Yeah. There's a growing public interest in the artistic output of African Americans. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that, which a lot of people say, like, like that comes too from post vietnam war yeah where you got a lot of people who hadn't like who come from place with yeah, yeah with other races in any way really uh, right like not only going to another country and meeting a whole new culture but also meeting for new people from their own country yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh so okay so then then that then that i think then that is uh, then that gets to the to the heart of i think what was what's going on which is that like you know when cultures rub shoulders like that kind of atmosphere produces the conditions by which marvin gay writes and records what's going on yeah which is definitely like a song about unrest and a protest anthem yes but it also kind of creates the conditions for Stevie Wonder inner visions or or the or the or the output of George Clinton I guess is what I'm saying and I think I don't know I think it's important to celebrate the great things that happen when it feels like there's with each other I feel like I'm fucking we're going on a weird road man it, it feels like it's strange that there's not a that music and art with a message is less seems less welcome now yeah than it's ever than I can remember it ever being yeah you know or is it just the messages aren't being piped to me like because they're like it's like you're not the songs audience. and shit out there that are like <clears throat> i'm a middle-aged white man sure like who's aiming at me anymore you know and that's fine <laughs> right. like i mean i guess my thing is like yeah all the best stuff happens uh artistically when 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 when, when cultures are in dialogue with one another yeah and it's like there's something you've said about the engaging with the passion of a song because the person singing the song is believing in a thing so strongly right you know, this isn't a song like I think that is really what doesn't happen now is anybody believing in anything so strongly. Yeah, and still making it a good thing. Right. I think that you know people do believe in things strongly, but I think that not that's not what makes a hit record though. Yeah, no one's buying it because like, man, they're, this really you know yeah. moves me. Yeah, I think people still and want fucking an ironic distance. kills. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird discussion we're having. I was looking for you maybe like to 
work this into playing a song. Oh, anytime, dog. So okay, fucking. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I was at I was like looking for records at the Salvation Army in the the next town over, and I could not believe it. Like, um, I found a, a copy of 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 uh, of Parliament's Mothership Connection, like in the like fucking ten cent bin or whatever. Yeah. And that's some shit that that really changed my life. Like this song, handcuffs. I do I have to put my handcuffs Come on, it's <laughs> the so best good. opening line ever. It's so good. Now when does Mothership Connection come out, though? Doesn't say that. It says 2003. That seems a little late. It's like a remaster. That came out in 75. And we're probably wrong, you know, in a couple of years, there's probably going to be people talking about some politically active changing song, you know, that we just aren't super familiar with. Yeah. Because it's not. Maybe. Yeah. Can I make a musical prediction for you right now? Sure. Okay. I I honestly believe that, like, I think right now the next band that comes out that looks and sounds like Dookie era Green Day will fucking take over the world. (laughs) It could just be Green Day. I don't think so, man. I think you got to be like, have a like a snot Young nose. and attitude. Yeah, and like, yeah. but also wearing a fucking gas jacket and a chain wallet. Like, I think, <laughs> like, I really think that's going to be crucial to that's the operation. That's the one. That's yeah. the one that's coming. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. <laughs> we we've got. We've got more more questions that are being asked of us. But. Like that's what we're here for, Case Dog. We're here to to answer your questions and assuage your fears. And that's what we call number six. Welcome to Jesus. another episode of Name That Film. I am your host, Garglax the Impertinent. <laughs> and as always, if our contestants are unable to make up a name for the film I describe, Shit. I will cry like a wee babe. Huh, that's not Let's so bad. begin. With his town steadily being submerged, A widower keeps adding levels on the top of his house. His doom is insured. Alright, 30 seconds on the clock. Contestants at the ready? Let's name that film! Alright, his town's being submerged. His town's being submerged? Yeah, and he's building a new level to stay above it. Jesus. His doom. He's a widower. Uh, and it's inevitable that it'll eventually take him over. Okay. I've got an answer. Chaos, oh. chaos on Jenga Mountain? Sinking feeling. Ooh. But he's not sinking. He's. Is it? Doesn't say. Sinking feeling is a dope ass title. Yeah. I'm in. And I want this to star Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein as the. Bearded Kevin Klein. Not Kevin Klein with a Van Dyke. Ooh, I like Van Dyke Klein. He's so fucking charming. And we need another Klein, right? Come on. Like, but he's got to be kind of sad, too. So, like, he's got a Van Dyke, but it's also grown out around it a little bit. Yeah. Like, you could tell he was fucking yeah. charming. Yeah. And does he fall in love? Does he have a relationship? Not fall in love, because let's have a movie not be about replacing. For fucking once. Yeah. Being okay with a love being gone. Yeah. And accepting loss. Yes. It, he had, But his main relationship was the 
guy who comes out every so often on the rowboat and tries to convince him to. Yeah, and that's Lowell from Wings, leave. right? That's, yeah. that's going to be Lowell from Wings. And there's another guy who. There's Thomas another, Hayden Church. A couple people that come out that bring him supplies so he can keep building a weird house higher and higher and higher. Yeah, who are those people? Bob Balaban and. Bob Balaban and Bob Balaban. <laughs> face swapping what if uh, social remade, network what if you remade the movie face off with bob balaban and steven tobolowski <laughs> what no one of the people just live, like the joke is nobody notices <laughs> one of the people the people some, somebody somebody delivering the goods has to be should be a woman it should be delta burke she's still around right i think so i think so I delta burke and tina turner oh shit fuck yes yeah. Yeah. Well, how much do you, do you, uh, you charge a thousand dollars a ticket, man? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the story of all these people. Well, how do those two own like a hardware store? I don't know. It's the best. Are they a couple? Sure. Yeah. Why not? I think Kevin Klein. If you give him like another eight years, eight to ten. Eight to ten. It's been long enough. I think if you give him another eight to ten years, he would be the perfect Don Quixote. I don't see why Kevin Klein's not in everything. Oh. No argument here. That guy needs an Oscar. He Let's does. get him in there. Let's get him working. Yeah. He's a treasure. Let's get him a fucking... So, like, do you know how, like, Rolling Stone used to give, like, retroactive rev- revised reviews of classic albums? Yes. And the Source magazine used to do this, too, where it's like... Uh, we got it wrong? Yeah. Jay-Z famously got four mics in the Source for a reasonable doubt instead of the coveted five-mic position that Nas Illmatic got, and so he didn't share the fucking best-rated debut record thing but then years later they came back and gave it five mics but it like it didn't matter it didn't count then you know but i'm saying let's retroactively give kevin klein an oscar for fish called wanda i'm 100 okay with that cool what year was that uh, i don't know 80 so who do you think got it that year for best supporting sure all right was that supporting was would he be best actor yeah that's a big cast we could probably could have got him it's an ensemble support. cast yeah. 88 so okay we're breaking all the rules today who gives a shit yeah nobody there are rules we can break what we want best supporting actor 1988 was oh dude <laughs> easy giveaway sean connery and the untouchables that's pretty good it's good it's yeah. no fucking kevin klein and fish called wanda no it's not yeah let's like can we start like a, a teleference petition or hashtag can we fucking make <laughs> what would be the hashtag for <laughs> Forgive Sean Connery's Oscar to Kevin Klein. <laughs> Don't tell Sean. <laughs> He'll never notice. It's crazy that Sean Connery has an Oscar. Yeah. And Kevin Klein. Does Kevin Klein have an Oscar? Yes, he does. For what? Or am I thinking about the movie where he wins an Oscar? What was that? Okay, okay. okay. Oh, fuck us. Yeah. In 1989, <laughs> Klein won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his role in the British comedy A Fish Called Wanda. What did you just look up? Does Kevin Klein have an Oscar? <laughs> yeah, he does. Oh, fuck us. <laughs> I knew he had one. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so, is he, so you want to give him, also give Let's him, give him Sean, Sean Connery's for the year before. <laughs> so bad. Oh, man. So bad. Well, you know what? A broken watch is right twice a day. You know? He still, he still deserves it. <laughs> They still should deserve another one and come back. Right. So from now on, every time we do uh, <laughs> name that film yes, or anything like that, I'm finding a role for Kevin Klein in all our movies. I, you know what? I don't want to tell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been Telefriends. That's been a weird-ass Telefriends. 
this has been a weird ass episode of Telefriends. It's not. I we we were talking beforehand. Yeah. That like I think people in general are in a, kind of a weird mood right now. It's like yeah, it's a and tough I think time. The, some of those calls reflected that. Yeah. Where it's just like you know, it's just you got to be a little little more subdued. This little... is what Brendan's really asking. Yeah. Is where the fuck are our jams? Yeah. Where is our Marvin and where is our Stevie and where is our George yeah. Clinton? That's what Brendan wants to know. And yeah, but then you get these like political albums from current artists. It's like, ugh, like these songs. The songs have to be good first. You have to like, yeah, be mega talented Marvin Gaye before you can make it. I think it's coming. A song that means a thing, and you are also. I think it's coming. I think we. I think we're right on the verge of a 1971. It's gonna be a rap. I think Kendrick. I think Kendrick's that's, last that's album is fucking of. pretty much there. Yeah. Kendrick's album "Damn" is some shit, man. Yeah. And like, I was not. <sighs> I don't know, man. Like when that album came out, there was all this like rap talk in the rap world about how Kendrick Lamar is like now like has to be in the conversation for best rapper of all time alongside the other guys that you could reasonably consider to be the best rapper of all time. I realize that I hijack every episode and turn into a fucking rap podcast and you don't care. (laughs) What I'm saying is I kind of resisted that record for a while because I felt like it was really hype and I wasn't going to be able to like listen to it without automatically comparing it with like other grades i feel like that kind of talk does a disservice to artists ultimately yeah but yo it's there that shit is that shit dude yeah i keep seeing where people are are definitely saying he's the best live rapper which is crazy of all time like this current current uh concert that's crazy like i haven't seen him it's just either it's crazy that the person that 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 is that lyrically involved would also be like the best performer performer. that's crazy um yo but i think I think that shit's coming. I really do. Yeah, and like for a minute I thought for a minute I thought it might be somebody like Kanye, but then he seems so out of touch with yeah, reality. He does. Of a real person. He does even like yeah. for a second I thought I was going to be hit. Like super smart, super talented, makes bangers, creative genius. Yeah, for sure. It could be I think Chance is going to come out with a fucking Yeah, that's the that's the monster thing of that. Yeah. Is a strong possibility. I love It's going like, to be somebody we don't know probably, right? Or yeah, or that. For sure. Yeah. Um, but I think, but I mean, I think you knew who Stevie Wonder was by the time, like, you know. Yeah. And so. Well, you know, I mean, I mean, somebody like that we wouldn't expect to be the one. To right, 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 right. I just think, man, I don't know. Like, I was listening to an interview with Chance the other day and his like vibe right now is 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 electric like i don't know even like listening to him talk like he's coming from a place where he's just like it doesn't come across as as arrogant ever but he is also like for sure unwilling to not acknowledge like where he's at and what got him there he's like he's very yeah. much like because because i'm a really talented dude like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean? I know he's, i'm good at this yeah i'm, no, I'm, I'm no a good person right I'm so i don't right have to i can just talk yeah. about being good at this without being yeah. like a dick yeah um yo but i i like i like love that fucking like uncompromising i'm not gonna fucking like pretend not to be good as good as i am at, at some shit yeah like, that's that's nice it's, it's like, a hard one to pull off and not be like you're a dick right you know from anybody yeah but like I like hearing Chance talk is like I'm gonna fucking be the best I could do at something. (laughs) It's fucking inspirational as shit. Yeah, you are. Yeah, like it's fucking crazy. I'm down for that. I think that like yeah, I think those jams are coming, man. I'm excited to hear it. (laughs) Um, yo, yeah. So thank you for listening to episode 45 of this weird ass episode of Telefriends. Yeah. Um, thank you the callers who called, but yo. <laughs> can we get you? Can we get some calls, dogs? Well, yeah, it's like I, it's like I, 
only get more and more people telling me they li- are listening and they're talking about it and they Which ask me about fucking bits awesome. and they're like, oh, that was really funny when you guys were talking about this. It's like, yeah, man, that's awesome. That's totally what we want. Yeah. But, but fucking we- a ring and ding. Your boy. Because we need you. Yeah. We love you and we need you. Yeah. And we're, not, we're on your side. We, 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 yeah, dude. Get, get, get in the mix but you know what fuck it we'll get also do it with the with, yeah. with the regs Let's, we got them they're, yo they're not regs because they're not rad I'd That's, like to thank Jeffrey Rush for calling new caller Jeffrey Rush Jeffrey Rush he's the guy who played the Marquis de Sade in that one movie sure yeah I, yeah and also again um, fucking listen to to, to, to to Splintered Caravan when it comes out on August 27th I believe speaking of uh-huh. audio play and adventure and adventure what about it call number five Prepare yourselves for a world of fantasy and adventure. I don't know if I can. Welcome to TFD&D. Bo, you are Stone and the Brobarian, smoked out swordsman, (laughs) who's one part Raphael, three parts Michelangelo. I love it. Casey, you are Blazit, 17th of 20, reincarnating hedge wizard, whose time-altering magic experiments are three parts Nostradamus, five parts Scatman. We return to our amiable adventurers in Santiva, Stonan's benign birthplace. Beneath the Brobarian Ancestral Attic Apartment, Blazit works tirelessly at turning Stonan's accidental grand patricide into patricade by arcanically attaching the head of his previous form, Blazit, 5th of 20, to the recently slaughtered Pappy Fish Strangler. He pauses a moment to muster a mysticism, making Stonan's mostly massive mitts meteor by many measures with an enchantment of manual embiggening, <laughs> thereby enabling the burly bro to wield both Stone and Slayer, his tried and true greatsword, and the newly acquired and aptly named Fish Strangler Murderer, <laughs> one in each potent paw. Let the scissoring begin! <laughs> Stonan offers to embark upon a munchy mission while Blazit wraps up his ritual. As Blazit's familiar, Spliffington could never keep up with the well-muscled thighs of a Brobarian, Stonan fills his lungs with the full form of the clever Cloud Elemental and, establishing the psychic mind link, heads to the local Taco Smith. Once there, though, he faces a new trial, for the double-headed Hydra, Torment Glorp, has cancelled his line of taco credit, and our needy goodnick finds himself with nary a coin. Meanwhile, back at the lab, Blazit the 17th puts the finishing flourishes on his ritual of rebirth, sewing Blazit the 5th's head into Pappy Fish Strangler's chest cavity and applying the proper polish and cryptic glyphs to the plaster of his curious cadaver cocoon. The sound of a door opening above sends him rushing upwards, taco optimistic, but he halts at the appearance of a familiar figure. A muscly mayhem maid known as Beef Wellington Fish Strangler, Stonan's future grandmother. What do you do? Oh man. Okay. Well, so so you, you're at the taco stand. Yeah, I got no credit. The high, the the two-headed Hydra, Tormen and Glorp. Yeah, Tormen Glorps taco Tormen stand. Glorp. Right, Taco Smith. They're not fucking with me. They're not. Your credit's no good here anymore. Damn it. 
in my in my mind, I think. What should I do? We gotta get these tacos. I don't want to come back <laughs> empty-handed. What can you offer them in trade? Um, I check inventory. I hit select and check inventory. Yeah, I like I look at my. Th- I'm like I don't have coins, bros, but I do have these uh this herbalism kit. Your family must pay their debts before you're allowed tacos again. How much do we owe you? Seventy-two gold. Shit. Yeah, it's ran up. You're how some much is hearty a, how folks. Much, what's one taco cost? Three silver. So how many tacos makes for seventy-two gold? A lot of tacos. Fuck us. I mean, to be honest, there's some queso in there. Mm-hmm. Your your your, gram, your, your gramps likes likes the uh, chips. Who doesn't like your chips? Your chips are fantastic. Well, no shit. That's what we're known for. Yeah, well, you should be a chip. Honestly, shop, our tacos are not very good. I like I'm your really tacos surprised that you guys are buying so many of them. Here's what I'm going to say. What if mm-hmm. you give me four tacos now? Four tacos now. And I guarantee full payment by the end of the day tomorrow. What do we get if you do not pay in full by tomorrow? You're just out four tacos. Mm, but there's no win side for us? What are you talking about? Like, there should be... Like a punishment that yes, I suffer for um, uh, our favor. Like uh, you would get, you would get the full, you'd get a full day's work and protection from your boy Stone Ant. You become Roberry. our kitchen guy. Yeah, are you good with you good with the hose? Like, I got him good with the fucking swords. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you want some chopped beef in this bitch? I got you. All right, deal. All right, deal. Four tacos, please. You know the kinds we like. I assume I do. All right. And uh, throw some queso in that shit, dog. Well, it's all we. You've got to get the chips. Got to get the chips and the queso. Also, I've had a brilliant idea. Hmm. This isn't going to make sense to you. Yeah. But I need to get my wizard friend to fuck my grandma. That's fucked up. <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> so so you yeah, make your, yeah, you make your way back to the apartment. You get your tacos. Yeah. Well, I, how long does it take for me to get these? Tacos? Fifteen minutes. Shit. Okay. So I'm ambling back stoked yeah because either way yeah um and so yeah walking back to the apartment whistling (laughs) yeah so i yeah i make it back to the second you're downstairs so i'm in the first floor yes what up the door is already cracked open Mm -hmm. you open it up the the uh couch where we had lazit five of 20 yes with his head reattached has been unfolded into a bed yeah and there's a woman that resembles the ancestral paintings of your fa- of your grandmother. Grandmother head on the head on the chest of Lizette, seventeen <laughs> of twenty, cigarettes smoking cigarettes. Yo, did you guys bone down? I had to save the time stream. I'm saying I had the same idea, dog. Meet your grandmother. Hey! I did. Wink. Tacos? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Till next week. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> things work fast around here. <laughs> Yo, we're turning them around. Yeah, thanks for listening. Please call in at 304-518-JAMS. True. <laughs> so I was uh, in a limousine yesterday. <laughs> and uh, so then I was looking for limousine-related songs on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw this song called Limousine by a band called Luxury Elite. <laughs> Come on. But the... On the album TV Party from 2013, they have another song. It's, by the way, Limousine's dope. Please. <laughs> but they have another song, bonus track, number 21, on the album TV Party, is a little song called Jam City USA. Sounds like a... 80s. Yeah. 
early 90s TV theme. Mm -hmm. Young detectives getting it done. <laughs> They're half brothers. Or it's like, you remember that movie Once Bitten starring Jim Carrey? Yes. This seems like what would be playing in the nightclub that he goes to where he gets picked up by Faye Dunaway, the vampire. Like everybody's like grooving. Yeah. Dancing in sweaters. People do a lot of sweater dancing in the yeah. 80s. Band called Luxury Elite. <laughs> it's called Jam City, USA, which is where I'd like to live. <laughs> this is where you hang your hat.